Deep down inside, you know family life should be fun, but also have purpose. However, somewhere along the way, your values, your beliefs, and the expectations you had for your family have gotten lost in the midst of everyday life. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're on a mission to help you become the family you were meant to be. Whether you've been a parent for a while, just starting out, or thinking of becoming one, this podcast will inspire you to design and create a thriving family culture. Knowing what you want your family to be known for is an important part of creating a thriving family culture. Another critical component is determining your values and living according to them. Welcome to the Family Culture Project, Episode 6. Today we'll be discussing what family values are, why they are important, and how you can determine yours. So much like culture, family values or your personal values exist and are in operation in your life even when you haven't taken time to identify them. When Carl and I first sat down to write out our mission statement, one of the first things we discussed was our values and our passions. We identified which ones were important to us individually and then came together to decide which ones we would embrace together as a couple and a family. It was the first step to create a sense of purpose for our lives and the lives of our children. It doesn't matter what your values are, but that you have identified them and applied them to your life. In the book Good to Great, Jim Collins says that in examining companies who have achieved success, both in profitability and in culture, what mattered the most was knowing exactly what their values are, building them explicitly into the organization, and preserving them over time. He said it was the central feature of a great company. So it's going to be the central feature of our great families. Every organization values something that may not be intentional, spoken, or written, but they value something. All right, so let us explain what values are. If culture is the underlying personality of your organization or family, the essence of how people work and interact, then your values are the why of how you live and what you do. As a couple, your shared values are a central part of who you are and what you envision your family to be. A few of the common values are cooperation, faithfulness, hard work, independence, artistic expression, efficiency, integrity. When it came time to sit down and really figure out what our values were, we got out giant-sized pieces of paper and magic marker, and we set time aside. We sat at the dining room table, and we just wrote the things that came to our mind. We had two big columns. One was core passions. One was core values. And It was really helpful to do this, to kind of like write down everything that was important to us, everything that mattered, because the idea of just picking value words to start the process was a little bit intimidating. All right. So here's some of the things that were important to me. Um, One was doing more than is expected, doing it well, Um, being diligent with our finances and spending wisely in everything that we do, talking to God daily, maintaining a life that honors God. Ensuring that the kids know the options available in life, um, to follow God's will with their passions and their dreams, integrity, um, family first, and having a home environment where you know the kids support one another and treat each other well. And what was really important to me as well was faith, our belief in Jesus and his plan and his purpose for our life and seeking it. I also feel strongly about doing things well, doing it in excellence. Um, You may not be the best at what you do, but we certainly don't want to be average. We want to try our hardest. Forgiveness as a lifestyle and a daily practice, that was pretty important to me because I truly believe forgiveness isn't a one-time thing. 
And in order to have a great relationship, I think forgiveness on a regular basis is a part of it, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, whether it's your own children. I also wrote down dream big. Don't be afraid to take risks and think outside the box. I also cared a lot about family and what it took to sow into those relationships. Money was important to me. I spent a great deal of my 20s trying to get out of debt after poor financial choices. So it was really important to me to um, continue to steward our money well and integrity as well, being true to who we are. We also made a list about things that we were passionate about. And there was some overlap there, but there was a few things on the list that didn't overlap. Carl, you want to talk about yours? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, Living life differently and and meaning living life differently than we see um, day to day and and some of the things you see on TV and so forth, just living a Christ-focused life. Um, living life well and having access to be able to bless others, mentoring others at work and in life, understanding and know my mission clearly and having the ability to follow through with it. So passionate, I wrote down creativity, making life beautiful and experiencing beauty, celebrating the little things in life, milestones, games fell under that category, creating games and creating experiences and memories for others and for our family. And as a stay-at-home mom, I was really passionate about shaping our children's lives intentionally and helping them to become independent. I love to learn. I love to improve. I love to take classes. I love to read blog posts. I love to do everything that helps me grow, read books. And so I was passionate about making that part of our life and to be able to then impart that that knowledge and the things that I was learning to my kids. And I was also passionate about connecting with people and bringing them together. And so there were a lot of things that we wrote down. And I, at the time, those weren't necessarily showing up in our lives. They were just things that we were excited about and just the things that ran through our mind when we thought about our future together. We also had, had obviously several things in common, right? So it was, it was, um, it was good to see where we have commonality, good to, good to examine where we weren't making things um, as intentional as we wanted them to be. Um, and cause that's, that's really the starting point of, of being intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could almost go through our list and highlight the things that we were actively working at and, and not highlighting the things that we weren't working at, not because we were trying to give ourselves a grade or score how we were doing, but really back to that idea of assessment. So yeah, these things are important and we get excited when we talk about it and we, we, we want to, these things to show up in our life. So let's name them. What are they? All right. So Kim, why are values important? So whether it's personal values or family values, they're the things that you believe are important in the way that you live and work. When the things that you do and the way you behave match your values, life is good. You have a sense of peace and are more fulfilled and you feel in control. It's like this intangible feeling where you just know that you're living your best life. However, that doesn't mean that your circumstances are perfect. It doesn't mean you have the perfect life, the perfect job, and the perfect family. It just means that there's this just the sense that you're on the right track and that you're being true to who you are, true to yourself, and true to your family and what you believe. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a good point on the the, the circumstances don't have to be perfect. Um, if you have those those core values and you follow them, it does give you a sense, no matter what, what's going on around you, that there is a... Um, 
you know, th- there, there, there's purpose around what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does give you comfort. I, I think, um, it does give you comfort in your day to day, regardless of what's going on mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And I think it gives you a ton of confidence in the choices that you make and, and the things that you're doing. And so the reciprocal is also true when you're living a life that doesn't align with your personal values, rather you're doing what other people are doing. You are following the surrounding culture, the fads and the opinions of others. And that influences your behavior. Things feel off. It's kind of like your compass going wacky. You're not quite steadfast in how you feel, what you're doing, what you believe. Yeah, absolutely. It helps you to to determine where you spend your time and the friends you spend your time with, Mm -hmm. um, which we talked about in previous podcasts as well. It really just puts more purpose around the time that you do spend, um, regardless, again, uh, of the particular circumstances you're dealing with at that time. Mm -hmm. So you often say that we don't have time not to figure out what our family's culture is. My time is limited. There's things that need to get done. And so when I'm spending my time doing things that aren't important to me, that I don't value. You're wasting your time. And I'm less effective in what I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, And and again, it goes back to the purpose gives you comfort and gives you confidence. And and that's what it's all really about. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, it helps you make decisions in life. And it really reverberates in, in through our lives and our children's lives in ways that you didn't maybe necessarily think of, um, but but it's so obvious when you think back at it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the single most thing I love about having gone through this and identified our values is that I know what to say yes to, I know what to say no to, and I don't have to feel like I should be hanging out with that group of friends, or I should be volunteering on that committee, or I should be doing that type of work. It's it's clear to me, and I can feel good, and it, it what it really does for me personally is it eliminates that comparison trap where I want to be looking at everybody else to define me. Well, the other thing that I, I thought of when you said that was with the kids. It's, it's sometimes the kids will come and ask us for something that they know don't line up with our core values, and it's almost like they're testing the waters. Mm-hmm. Should, should should we do it? They almost know the answer already before they get it. And when they actually do get the answer, they understand it, and they actually don't complain or cry or, mm-hmm. um, or, or you know, uh, um, or create a situation. If anything, it gives them comfort because we're sticking with the core values, and that they know it, so they accept it pretty pretty quickly. Um, I would say in most cases, and and they get it. So it really it really turns into. Um, something there that grounds the kids. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that kids need that sense of security and that sense of comfort. And when you have values and you've shared them with your children and then you stick by them and they know that they can't get away with changing those values or, or doing something that doesn't line up with them, I think that gives them security that, that other things just don't give. Here's why you should identify your values. Knowing your values and intentionally honoring them in your life will give you a sense of purpose. And also, in times of stress, crisis, or transition, you'll know how to respond, and you won't even have to think about it. Your values will automatically guide you. One of the reasons why this is important for children is because as they get older and increasingly independent, we won't always be there to guide them in their choices. Plus, we can't possibly prepare for every scenario that they come up against. When Carl and I were young, there was no social media, there was no texting, there wasn't the technology 
that has now created so many options for our kids in terms of exposure, what they're looking at, what they're listening to, in terms of giving them a platform, what are they saying, what are they ultimately proclaiming to other people. And so they're going to come up against things that we can't anticipate because we just don't have experience with. And so helping them to understand our family's values and passing them along to them, what it does is it gives them a framework from which to make choices because a to-do list is going to fall short because we're not going to be able to come up with everything that they should and shouldn't do. Yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, think of it this way. Um, you can tell your kids to do this and, and don't do that. Um, but again, it's the core values that under, that are underneath all of that, that one, they understand some of those do's and don'ts, but also as, as new things come up, and, and face them day to day, it gives them the core understanding of what we're about as a family and helps them make decisions every day. Yeah. And when those values are practices time after time after time, the kids know what their family stands for and what their family believes and what they're coming to believe. And so it'll give them the confidence and the peace they need in order to make choices, in order to maybe sometimes stand out from the crowd who's making bad choices. Absolutely. So the better you know yourself and what you believe, the more you'll be able to espouse that value. When you consider your values in decision-making, you can be sure to approach the decisions with confidence and clarity. Yeah, I think there's a power in naming something. It's kind of like putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is what I stand for. And you don't have to like wonder or try to you know, do a pros and cons list for every decision you make. You can actually embrace that value, and it becomes pretty much a habit. Absolutely. A a sense of purpose rooted in your values allows you to weather the hard times and navigate the struggle. When something comes up, you already know what you believe. You don't have to think about it. And you don't have to think about how you're going to respond because you can rely on your core values. You are prepared. Definitely. And your values will drive your behavior. For example, if you say that you value integrity, it should show up in every area of your life. You'll exercise that principle in everything you do, whether it's at work, whether it's at school, in your relationships. And if you're only faithful and honest when it's easy, you don't value integrity. So no matter where you are, at work, at home, school and in relationships, and on the sports fields, these values are present. Absolutely. I'm sure our kids can remember the times where, you know, something else maybe snuck into the bag that we didn't pay for and us marching ourselves, even if we're in a rush, back into the store to actually either return it or pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one small example, but it's just even, I mean, you pointed out the point, even when it's not easy <laughs> um, or even when you just think everybody else is doing it, you just, you have to hold to your um, your values. Mm-hmm. There's one area that a lot of um, companies um, talk about, whether it's the managers that talk about it or the companies themselves talk about work-life balance. Um, work-life balance is a value that some companies you know, actually not only just say, but they, they live it out. But there's also the other side of that where you, your manager can talk about work-life value, but they work crazy hours. <laughs> and more or less, the, the atmosphere is one which um, requires you to work some crazy hours as well. So therefore, you know, saying work-life, work-life balance, work-life balance, work-life balance, if you're not living it out, um, it really means nothing. Mm-hmm. And kids are smart too. If you're not living out the values that you have at home, kids are going to call you on it. They're going to say, yeah, mom and dad do one thing or say one thing and do another. And they're not going to effectively embrace those values if they see they're not being modeled and played out at home. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it, it's not only just that if I get off track 
I can see it where Aaron or or Eliana will keep me keep me back on track real quickly. Say, uh, Dad, that's not really part of our core values, and and um, we laugh, but it really gets you reset pretty quickly. Well, back, the be- back to that. The beauty of values, yeah, know. the beauty of that is that. Um, because we've been using this sort of language with our children, we've talked about values, we've talked about culture, we've talked about passions. They understand that when they are bringing to our attention a value that it's not that we're not espousing or living out or following through with, it's easier for them to say, "Is that does that line up with our values?" Rather than for for them to correct us, because if they just tried to correct us and tell us what we were doing wrong, or you shouldn't do that, mommy, or you shouldn't do that, daddy, there's an opportunity for us to get defensive. But when they frame it in the context of, "Hey," this is a value. Like, this is what you're teaching me to do. Did you do that? I think it, it lends itself to us receiving what they have to say more. I mean, would well, you agree? All right. So yeah, no, absolutely. I think I would, I would just, um, expand on that a little bit because I think when you're a child, oftentimes you, you don't know how, if you don't know how to express something, you express it in other negative ways, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you might not be very specific about why your behavior has changed or you're reacting in a bad way. But when you've given the children a way to express um, what they're feeling around the values, then it, it, it frees them up. The children actually know how to express something that they don't like mm-hmm. in terms of what the family understands. Right. Um, so I think that's the absolute key. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me think of what we just said earlier about when your when your life and your actions don't line up with your values, something feels off. And I think the same things happen happens with children when we're not living according to what we say is important to us or what we value. They know it, and it feels off. So even when they're younger and they can't put words to it, they may act out, and they may not want to listen to what we have to say because we just now did the opposite of what we say we believe is right and true. As they get older, they'll be able to, to recognize that feeling and then put words to it. But it's all a language that we're, we're used to hearing and speaking and understanding. And um, it, it's easy to accept. Like you said, it, it, it takes away um, some of the defensive part of it, part of where, where, where families aren't able to have those kind of discussions. Mm, yeah, I would agree with that. So here are some simple steps that you can take to identify the core values that will drive your family's culture. Number one, answer the following questions individually. When, you, when are you most fulfilled and satisfied? When you're having your best day, what characteristics are present in you? And what are you passionate about? Number two would be, um, for greater perspective, ask others what they think of you. This one's a fun one. Um, many times friends and families can see patterns in our life that we haven't noticed. Um, be open to their responses. They may be um, both affirming, i.e., just, you know, uh, you know, they're just reaffirming what we actually think about ourselves, but also challenging, um, which is great because, um, you know, th- th- this is what this exercise is really all about, is, is to really understand how you're perceived by others as well. So if you do this with a spouse, you can combine or condense the reoccurring things, themes and complementary ideas. And number three, what we shared with you earlier, there were things that overlapped with my husband and me, which made it really easy for us to identify those values. However, there are going to be outliers on, this, on that list. So what you can do is decide whether those ideas that are personal to you or your spouse are the ones that you can support and promote in your family. So an example of this is creativity. My background is design. I do a lot of things 
with a creative flair. I like to go the extra mile and make things extra special. And I think when we first were together, you were a little perplexed by that. (laughs) You kind of would say things like, why are you going through all that effort? <laughs> Nobody's yeah. going to notice or not that nobody was going to notice, but like, for example, you know, the one-year-old birthday parties, they're not going to remember that they'll see the pictures, but they're not going to remember the but I still remember them, but I mean, it, and it's awesome. So, I mean, you're right. I mean, I've come to be a big fan of, of that side where, as you know, those are the beauty of, of having not being the same people, mm-hmm. um, you know, what it has its frustrations, but it also has its, its, its benefit, a big benefit. It didn't take you long for you to embrace the idea of creativity where that would be a strong value for me. If we were to host an event, immediately my husband would think of, what are we eating? How is that going to happen? And I'm thinking, ooh, what is the color scheme? How are we going to, like, what are the invitations going to look like? And so our approaches are different. And I guess my point with this whole creativity thing is that you can embrace that value. It's an outlier. It's not something that we both have in common. However, you can get behind it and say, let's make this important to our family. Let's make it something that our family is going to embrace together. Absolutely. And and we have. I mean, so as a family, that's definitely one of, our, I think, our core values. And even though I'm not great at it, I totally support it. So number four is with the information you collected, identify five to seven values that you think are the most important. You might have a list that has 10 or 12. What you would do then is just take take a ranking scale of one to 10, rank those 10 or 12, and, and then pick the, the top seven from that list. This way, you can get your list down to a more manageable um, core range of what you hold most valuable for your family. And if you have two values that have the same rank and you're having a difficult time figuring out which one you value more, ask yourself this question. If I could satisfy only one of these, which one would I choose? You know, when we sat down to write our core values and passions, we were writing down sentences. So what we did was we took the list of core values and we compared them to the things that we were passionate about and we valued, and then we matched them up. And so we went from statements of what was important to choosing one word of value that we could add to our list. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time, but it's totally worth it. So what we ended up with, Carl and I as a family, for our core values was faith, integrity, generosity, excellence, creativity, love and legacy. So so keep in mind our values are no better than worse than any of the list of values that you guys are going to come up with. The key is just making sure that you've got a, a you know that your core values list is something that you're incorporating into your life and that it's present in your life day to day. It's unlikely that your personal values will change much over time. However, if seasons change, your family changes, or you experience significant personal growth, they may indeed be refined. This is why you should regularly revisit this process, especially if you start to feel unbalanced and can't quite figure out why. So remember, this process may take some time. You may not be able to do it all in one sitting. Just to recap, values are the why of how you live and what you do. Family values are the things that you believe are the most important in the way you work and live. You should identify your values because number one, knowing your values and intentionally honoring them in your life gives you a sense of purpose. Number two, in times of stress, crisis, or transition, you'll know how to respond. You won't have to think. Number three, once you name that value, the more likely you are to espouse it, and live it out in your life. And number four, knowing your values gives you a sense of purpose, 
and it allows you to weather the hard times and navigate struggle. So I know that this was a lot to take in. If you weren't able to write all the steps down, I've created a core values inventory kit that'll help you walk through the process. It's available on my personal blog. However, I'm going to make sure to link to it in the episode notes as well. In next week's episode, we will take a look at how values create clarity and success. Remember, everybody, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. We'd love for you to help us get the word out about the show by sharing it with a friend or writing a review on iTunes. To learn more about The Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter, which will include show notes, resources, and bonus content.